looking for? Oh, yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. And how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Mm, okay. Please, you where doing? are you talking from? I'm doing very well, thank you, too. Yes. So you're talking Is there is, anything? Uh, help me understand. Are you, are you looking to teach or are you looking for educators? Oh, I was also thinking the same. What do you really want to understand so that we explain it to ourselves? But we can start a conversation. <laughs> so I, I read that you're yeah. a teacher. I'm a teacher as well. Yeah, I'm a teacher. What do you teach? Um, English language and uh, religious and moral education. Lovely. Um, I teach literature and uh, I'm very interested in um, religious studies as well. So that's really fascinating. Well, literature was my elective when I was in high school. Ah. Yeah, I was a literature student. It's fascinating. What kind of literature yeah. do you like? Uh, we were doing the poetry, drama, and um, prose. Yes, of course. <laughs> and they were so nice during those times. You've got to read a whole book and appreciate it within some few hours. Mm. Yeah, I think we're really lacking that um, nowadays outside of the classroom. Yeah. But where I'm teaching, fine, they do call literature. It's part of the aspects of English right now. We have um, right. writing and composition. We have reading. Yes. We have um, literature. We have library. We have other aspects of English. In fact, it's so much. Sometimes I feel for the kids because during our time, it wasn't that much. But right now, they've divided it into so many things. And these kids would have to learn all these aspects and be quizzed or be examined on. And the literature aspect, it was introduced recently. And um, we are trying our best, you know, going for couple of workshops and uh, um, in-service trainings and other things just to equip those of us that um, are teaching English so that we can also kind of help the kids appreciate um, literature because it's it's good you know it's a way of making them read stories because these days kids won't intentionally go pick a book and say I am reading but if it's part of the academic work then they are going yes. to dedicate some time to read and then help them think critically because when you're appreciating a poem the words and the constructions are just out of the ordinary and you have to think deeper you will have to think more maturely you would have to be intelligent to appreciate a poem and if you can't appreciate a poem after reading it for three years, then you aren't going anywhere. So um, we are trying. We are trying our best to um, help them.
you know, come out with a critical thinking sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually really fascinating. Um, I think uh, uh, our struggles are quite similar. In part, it's difficult to get kids to read. And even just that way of saying things, you know, to get kids to read is a little bit forceful. Um, but at the same time, um, it's something that's really important. Um, so what do you think, um, uh, you know, if ideal world, um, what do you think would be a good way or what would be a good program um, outside of that kind of academic situation that you're already in or a part of that would actually maybe organically encourage kids to read or um, be a good introduction to them? Yeah, sometimes I think um, we have to award those that are trying, you understand, in, in a form of motivation for um, the others. Um, like when we have organized maybe a reading competition or yes. a quiz based on a general book that we are all reading, maybe yes. you give about five or six books for them to read in the term, you quiz them on it, and you award them at the end of it publicly so that it would encourage the others also to participate. And other times, too, uh, sometimes you take the awardees on um, um, on trips, you know, a sketch. It shouldn't be just in handshake or just in presentation of books and other things, but just take them on an excursion, those that would be awarded. And it's, I tell you, the others are going to come up. I started this in my school, but um, I got transferred and I couldn't um, continue. I'm in another school and I'm trying to start that. We should have, um, we have cluster of schools around. Let's just give them some books at the beginning of the academic term. Let them read. And before the term ends, we quiz them on it. We should get sponsorships from other companies. Let them sponsor their trips, maybe outside the region, not the country. They should go outside the region for a day or two. And I tell you, it's going to encourage the others to read. That is it. So I think motivation sort of will do some magic here. Because... For them, in fact, the part of the world I am from, after school, kids hardly learn because they would have to help their parents in one chore or the other. And it's stressful getting them to read. But I think um, with some interventions, you know, um, I'm starting some project. There are others also that have dropped out of school as a result of a parenting issues and uh, other things but some of them are clever others are dull-minded and you know sometimes when you don't put something there for them to look up to they really do not see the need to to come to school they really do not see the need to read but when you set a target and you make them focus on the target then they can work towards it so um, I'm thinking that um, awarding them in a form of motivating them is, is going to work some magic, if not 
um, total magic, some little bit of magic will do. Yeah, um, that's actually a really interesting perspective um, because what um, the way that I understand what you're saying is that to some extent, what we're teaching them is is abstract. Um, it's something that is intangible and maybe the benefits of it are not immediately apparent. And when there are targets or when there are goalposts, then there is a way of saying, okay, well, this is tangibly what I've done and this is what I've got out of it. Um, exactly. Yeah. For me, it works a little bit differently. I try um, to remove the external as much as I can, which is, uh, I mean, it's really interesting to kind of compare um, two different approaches in that sense, because um, what I see are kids that are very motivated by grades. And to some extent, I'm trying to focus more on, well, how, how can we kind of help everybody enjoy um, what they're studying? Because literature is an elective. Um, at least for the kids that I teach. And um, what I try to explain to them is that, okay, well, if, if you genuinely enjoy it, the grade will come as opposed to kind of hating it or seeing it as an obstacle um, in terms of, oh, I have to get a grade for this. Um, but of course, kids are also very motivated by grades. So I think there's maybe a, a, a happy medium um, that we can arrive at as teachers is difficult to do. Um, that is really important. Exactly. What you're saying is also true. Because sometimes, um, if, if it's just focusing on the grade, then anybody will do anything to get it, whether good or bad. But yes. if, if you enjoy it, if you really like what you're doing, sometimes fine, it's good to get a grade, but you wouldn't care so much. You would rather be bothered about understanding it. You understand? Because you work better with something you understand or you know how it works. Yes. Otherwise, if you don't enjoy it and you will just have a roots learning sort of thing to just get it into your mind, write exam, get your grade and forget it, then what is the need of studying it in the first place? So right. if, if you really enjoy it, then it becomes part of you. And when you get the grade, you'll be happier with what you've gotten rather than just wanting to get the grade, just studying and passing and not it becoming part of you. You know, all that we are doing, fine, they are abstract, but with time, they, they become part of you. You, you learn to apply them. These mathematics we learn, these English language we, um, we learn, and uh, other things, physics, biology, chemistry. It, sometimes some of them are abstract, but when you get the practical aspect of it, you get to understand it better. So when you have learned literature, you know, it, it makes you orderly. It makes you... Because when I was in high school, my literature teachers were so strict. They were so orderly. Yes. Because you need to be disciplined to understand some things. So when you want to, when you just want to get the grades, then you are going to just have some root learning sort of thing. And after that, it's gone. Yes. Enjoy it. Put yourself inside it. Just, for instance, if you're reading... Um, Shakespeare book or any of his writings and you put yes. yourself inside of it 
you feel like you were there when they were doing it. And so it leaves some imprints on your mind that when you are quizzed on, you, you are able to express yourself, if not exactly what the examiner wants. You express yourself and literature is appreciated in so many ways. We don't have just one way of appreciating it. And so if this yeah. literature person um, grading you understands literature, then he wouldn't want you to write word for word as it is in the marking scheme. So yes. I understand where you're coming from too. So yeah, we would have to enjoy it rather than wanting to get the grades. That's great. That's a great yeah, I think that, um, like you said, there's there's a certain magic in it. But at the same time, even if we look at how texts are constructed, there is that delicate balance of, of discipline and magic. And, and kind of how it happens is, is maybe sometimes even a mystery to the teacher or to the writer. But um, we can, you know, um, as we're also that. And we've gone through that journey of reading and absorbing and learning and analyzing. And it's not always easy to translate it um, for a, a teenager. Um, and I teach teenagers. Um, so I think to some extent, yes, it is up to the teacher. Yes, it is a little bit up to parents in terms of the pressure that they put on their children. Um, but the way that at least I see literature is that it's it's one subject. Um, you mentioned physics, chemistry, and mathematics. Um, for me, literature is one subject which can be an escape from <laughs> the the tedium of going to school um, because it is one subject that you can genuinely um, enjoy or get pleasure out of. Um, maybe even a class in which you can daydream a little bit um, and then come back and um, tell everybody else about it. See things. Um, so yeah, but it is a subject that only kind of looking back you can say, well, there are great benefits to it. But if you're looking forward, then it's it's kind of like a shot in the dark or it's something unknown, and you can't always tell your parents or you can't always tell other people. Well, I'm studying literature, and this is what I'm getting out of it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You said it right and um, right on point. That's that's understandable. And that's uh, the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice to Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to say, uh, in that regard, I guess it makes sense for you to have motivators for students then. Um, kind of take them along the way and then eventually hope that they can develop a reading habit and um, 